Welcome to the Bleeding Blue and Yellow podcast. I am your host, Peter Go, coming to you live from American Family Field. We are here today, David. Monday night, Brewers, Dodgers. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Brewers down 4 nothing. Two-run shot we just saw from hometown native Gavin Lux. And uh, Freddie looked okay. He only went four, yeah. gave up one, one, run. one run, got out of a bases loaded jam in the fourth, um, but didn't really have command it seemed like today not at all he had almost 100 pitches in four innings which is of course not great what was that swing from i don't know but it worked it was major sword that's how you get on base really it is that's the money ball mantra right there deciding to pinch hit Colton Wong for Mike Brasso. David, have you been a fan of what the Brewers have been doing with playing Colton Wong primarily against righties and, and then getting Urias to start at second and Brasso at third versus lefties? I have. Wong has been better as of late when he's really been mostly playing against right-handed pitching. And Brasso is excellent against lefties. Brasso has actually been okay against righties this year, but I think they're using him pretty well. It's more the casting against lefties that I'm not a fan of. I think also Luis is a better better defensive second baseman for sure than Wong has been this year. But even he's a better defensive second baseman than he is at third base. So I think that helps a little bit too, even beyond the bat. Also a better defensive second baseman than Keston Hira. I thought that's where that you were That is going. true. That uh, could really go without saying. That I, I kind of figured. But Brewers down 4 nothing against the Dodgers in game one of the series. Brewers falling two out of three to the Cardinals. Whoa, what a nice play, play. Yeah, ranging to his left there, the uh, ball boy number 50 down the first baseline. Solid play right there. But Brewers lost two out of three to the Cardinals. See him now game and a half behind uh, as the Brewers enter tonight, Monday night. Where do you see the Brewers going at this point? Are the Brewers a National League Central champion caliber team or are the Brewers just hoping to end the playoffs at this point? You have to hope that they'll be in the playoffs, but if you were to tell me who or, or ask me who has a better odd of making the playoffs, I would go with St. Louis. Cardinals have looked good. McCutcheon now with the uh, check swing sword that got him on a drop third strike to first and now a weird pass ball to second. Second on, with nobody out. But, yeah, the Cardinals looked pretty solid this series. Wainwright, nine innings, which is unheard of nowadays. Took a no-hitter into the seventh. Uh, crazy with Molina catching and Albert Pujols going yard twice in the same game. Uh, you were mentioning at least you were happy that Pujols was approaching A-Rod, number four all-time. He's, I think, what, seven home runs shy of A-Rod, so we'll see if he's able to do that. It'll be close. It's, what, August 15th today, so if it's that's about six more weeks. He's got six, seven weeks he's got to catch A-Rod. I 
I forgot that Jason Alexander was in the majors until I just saw him warming up in the pen. Yeah. I think he was he was recalled not too long ago. Well, that was soon after we DFA'd Nelson Lamette, who, of course, is now with the Rockies. He's thrown five scoreless innings. I saw a tweet saying that he that the, that the Rockies were the winner of the hater trade. Rodgers has been bad for the Brewers. Hater has not been good for San Diego so far. But I guess someone's happy at least. Yeah, I still can't believe the Brewers let Lamette go. I just doesn't make any sense besides being cheap, which is going to get the Brewers out of the playoffs if they continue to act that way and make decisions like that. So I don't know. The Brewers are not obviously in a good spot right now with, I think, the team morale and definitely the fan morale is certainly not there. I would expect ticket sales, honestly, to decline after the deadline, depending on what kind of run they go on. I agree. I was a little disappointed by Stern's quote recently. He said he was disappointed in the fan reaction because he thought that the ownership and management had done a good enough job of building up the trust of the fans so that basically regardless of what moves they made, the fans would be supportive of the move that move, the moves that they do make. But, like, I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, you have to understand why your fan base is disappointed that you trade Hater and a little bit upset at you and, and take the criticism for a move like that. And the, you have to think about that when you're making a trade. It's It goes beyond numbers and whether the player can get on base. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think that should be a factor. Both the obvious one being team morale. We know that. I, I, I think I brought up the Yoan assessment as John Lester trade a million times by now, but that was uh, an obvious example. But in the same sense, clearly it impacted the Brewers' team morale, fan morale as well. And I think team morale should be taken in consideration more because that's going to impact the performance on the field. But fan morale does impact, I think, performance on the field as well. And obviously ticket sales, which at the end of the day is what the ownership group is going to care about um, when it comes to making money. The Brewers, obviously, as a profitable business for Asanasio and the other owners. Speaking of fans, the fans have been into it today. Been they a lot have. Of booing. Yeah, there's been booing on some calls. Freddie Peralta, that strikeout in the fourth inning, you were saying it was the most hyped you saw the Brewers. This is Miller Park, American Family Field, get in a fourth inning non-playoff or high-leverage game. They have been really into it. Monday night, decent turnout. Of course, the Brewers hosting the Dodgers, but it's a pretty decent turnout for a Monday night here in, in August. Good night for baseball, though. Mm-hmm. Did you see that the Cardinals had their 1982 World Series celebration this weekend against the Brewers? I did not. Cardinals, 82. The disrespect. I would have liked to see, like, a rematch softball game. The Brewers would definitely win that. Gorman Thomas. So? Absolutely. Gorman Thomas would, would just, just rake. Exactly. Yeah. Ogilvy. You think so? Absolutely. You think he's still, like, rail thin? Absolutely. Tip-top shape. Yeah. He'd be stretching a single into a double, sliding plus, into second. Plus, Jerry could throw that real good breaking ball. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure Harvey Keen would like manage the Brewers and then like go play a softball and then go have a drink at a bar. Probably that seems about right. But I and in I would between take, smoke six packs of cigarettes. That's true. I would definitely take the '82 Brewers in a softball game 
currently. Who would the Cardinals have? Ozzie Smith. Yeah. Um, Tommy Herr. He did have 100 RBIs and four home runs. I feel like Simmons would also rake in softball. You think Just so? like dead pull down the right field I line. See, no, he needs to be the broadcaster, though. Did you see his Hall of Fame speech last no, year? No, I did not. He basically just narrated his life. Huh. But it was so scripted. He was a good speaker, but it was so scripted that it felt like it was like a, a, a documentary that in a good he way? was reading. In a good way. Like, he was, it was good. It was very different, though, than some of the, the off-the-cuff speeches or the ones that are... Entertaining. I mean, of course, Bob Euchre, who had no script going in, which I don't think the Hall of Fame generally allows. They make you actually write up, like, word for word what you're going to say, and they allow for a little bit of veering. But Euchre, they just said, I guess you can go with a with nothing, with no script. He did have a bit of a track record that I think, if you're going to give anybody some slack, makes sense. Rody Telez up here, super two so far, two singles into right center. He's starting to pick up again as well and get hot. Do you think Telez is going to be the biggest bat the Brewers have as they come down the stretch? I think I think he's a guy that you need to be consistent, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be the guy to get hot and light the fire under the Brewers' offense. We've seen Renfro do that a little bit, really more so leading up to the trade deadline was when he was red hot. I could see Urias doing that. Yelich kind of had his, his hot streak, and he's been bad lately, which... He got his OPS up to 729, so let's not get too carried away. I, I really could see Adames being that kind of guy that is the one that really is the difference maker, getting hot at the end, but you never really know. We saw last year with the Braves, they had, what, Jock, Adam Duvall. Was, was Eddie Rosario won a series MVP? Solaire won World Series MVP. So you never really know who it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this today. Brewers starting lineup, uh, I think it actually stands currently after Wong has appeared for Brasso. Every player with an OPS between 700 or so and 808, I think, was the highest entering the, today's game. So the Brewers have a lot of bats that could get hot. I mean, like you said, we talk about a, a, a an offensive MVP of a playoff series. That could be, as surprising as it may sound, Yelich, Adames, Wong could even get hot. Obviously, Redfro, Telez, I mean, Urias. I mean, really any of the Brewers' offensive players could have a series where they really went off. There's clearly not one guy in the Brewers' offense that is the leader of the offense at this point. Remember just a few years ago when Brewers-Dodgers was the marquee Yelich versus Bellinger, the Yelly belly MVP race? That was one of the better MVP races in, in recent history. And yeah. now Yelich is the leadoff hitter that doesn't hit any home runs and Bellinger is a good defensive center fielder who doesn't really hit. Unreal, honestly. I, I'm still shocked. I was still holding out hope, really on both of them. I, I, not that I care too much about Bellinger but as a player, but I was expecting him at some point to bounce back, and he hasn't, um, just like Yelich. Yelich is in, I guess, a better spot at this point in the sense that he's providing more value to the Brewers, but at the same time, He's also costing the Brewers a whole lot more than Bellinger is the Dodgers. Right. Also, Bellinger could get non-tendered after this offseason. And, of course, that hurts Bellinger, but it also isn't a sinkhole of $26 million that the Brewers are paying Yelich. The Dodgers, of course, have the financial means to be able to recover. If they do give $26 million a year to someone and don't really get much production out of that... 
Whoever this umpire has been really bad. Apparently. Well, or, my nose is bleeding from where we are, but uh-huh. Telez just got rung up on a pitch that looked like it was going to hit him in the hand. All right, Bruins fans, I hope you're ready to gamble because it's time to play Pottawatomie. Well, since we're here at American Family Field, David, what's your favorite shift that the Brewers Stadium has in the shift from Miller Park to American Family Field? Like when they, they change names? Yeah. Like, I like that. So I admittedly haven't been to it yet, but that Miller Park deck, or excuse me, the Miller Light deck that's down in left field, I think that's a nice look at least. And I think it's a good idea. They took out some of the bleacher seats that didn't really get used all that often and instead replaced it with a deck that seems to be typically used pretty well. Freeman just golfed that to right field. I'd like to see him go three here. Come on. Oh, he had that. It was Renfro. He, yeah, but Telez was what? getting the second cut. Yeah, why did Rout? Why was, yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy there. was the second I don't cut. Know. And Adames was that oh, second. Oh, no. I was going to say because Willie, but Willie would have been even closer on the shift. Yeah. Catcher, I don't know. And Rowdy turned the wrong way when he caught the ball. He did, yes. Although he probably knew Freeman wasn't going anywhere. But anyways, yeah, I think that Miller Light area there. Uh, that they replace the bleachers does have a nice look to it, like some of the other ballparks that have, I don't know, that have more aesthetically pleasing outfield looks to them. Actually, I, I take that back. That my, my favorite would be Bernie's Chalet. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. They've yeah. done a good job. I feel like I like the German connections and ties mm-hmm. back to its origination compared to what it was before, which didn't necessarily have really any, I don't know. It was just okay. Yeah. It was very 2000s-y. The Dodgers bullpen just throw a ball out onto the field. Probably. Perhaps. Renfro had to run and get it. Although, I did note to you earlier that the baseballs that are on the get up, get up, get out of here gone sign above Bernie's Chalet look like stock images from Microsoft Word. Yeah, I haven't sat in Bernie's Terrace admittedly since I don't know when. Like, I genuinely do not know the last time I sat in Bernie's Terrace, but it's honestly a different experience because you're at a Brewer game, but you're also not at a Brewer game. So you're, like, with everybody else, but not with everyone else. I don't know. It's it's a weird ex- – it's a different experience. You're you're not collectively watching the game. You're, like, individually watching it. You're so far that you're park. watching people watch the Brewer game, essentially. Basically. <laughs> basically. But also, you didn't really pay anything to go in, so. Uh-huh. One thing I wonder about is you see the pennants that are under the under the announcers in the press box area. They used to put every playoff appearance. In fact, they still do put every playoff appearance right now. Have a flag representing that. But at what point will that change? Because the organizations that are really successful, they'll put the division championships up, but they're not going to put the wild cards up. But I wonder because the Brewers, one, don't have that many playoff appearances in their history. But then, two, they went so long without actually making the playoffs that it was so important winning that 2008 wild card berth that it, it kind of made sense to put that up. But at the same time, then, especially with three wild cards now, it just cheapens it a little bit. Well, also 2020. I mean, right. to put that up there wasn't very impressive. And I think it'll probably depend on where the 
pennants are, honestly. If they keep them where they are, there's room for, I don't no know. more? Well, oh, well I guess if they shift them if over. If they shift them over, they've got room for at least another six to eight more. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just, I don't know, shifted them. And they'll keep, if they keep them over there, if they made a move somewhere else, they might move them down if the Brewers can win some more divisions. But we'll see what, I mean, it, the Brewers do have very many bites at the apple. That they do. Perhaps they should even just put an apple up there and then on the apple have like all the years that they made it to the playoffs but lost, representing each bite. That would be a big, a fan favorite, probably. Definitely. I mean, probably, fans would probably take a lot of pictures with it. Probably. You could put that up, like, opposite of the Euchre, like, just, like, throw uh-huh. that in the top right field corner, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you somehow connect it to 82. That's true. The fans will enjoy it. Did they you see they the- played the Big Apple in 1982. They played in the Big Apple. Okay. So, so it counts then. You see that Paul Molitor basically said that he hopes. Oh, we, we got to take a break because seventh inning stretch is coming. I'll finish my my Paul Molitor quote afterwards. All right, we're back now, so I can continue my Paul Molitor quote. That now it better be good. Yeah, I guess for those of you listening, there's not really any break because just picks up right where we left that off. That is true. Unless we want to put our ad in the middle of that to build some suspense, we could. But Paul Molitor essentially said that he hopes that soon we won't have to keep celebrating 82 because the Brewers will actually win a World Series. And said, like, it's kind of sad that we're still celebrating 82. Only, like, two levels away from us, fall ball. Pretty close. We don't usually get foul balls to, what's like 438 for some reason. Can't um, figure out why. Ken Griffey Jr. probably would in, like, to, like, the opposite. I don't know what that is. 408, maybe? Something like I that. I think I saw him do that one time here. At least Terrace Box down the, yeah. down the right field line. Maybe Karsten Charles Sabathia would do that as well. Maybe. We just saw Jason Alexander pitch a scoreless seventh for the Brewers. He almost reminds me of... Luke Barker, who pitched a scoreless inning for the Brewers in the seventh inning, kind of reminds me of the the whole Dylan File and Alec Benninger. Like, we always have File and Benninger in the same sentence. Certainly, Jason Alexander and Luke Barker seem to be in the same sentence a lot, uh, constantly up and down from AAA and the major leagues. But unfortunately, Barker, well, Brewers DFA'd Barker after he got hurt. Barker tweeted out uh, kind of his side of the story, I guess, of how the Brewers treated him in a not-so-I don't know, ethical, not-so-thoughtful uh, or respectful way in letting him go right after he got injured. Uh, but, David, what were your thoughts about Luke Barker, the Brewers letting him go? Uh, I think you actually even had a little bit of a conversation with him on Twitter, so tell us a little bit more about that. I was sad that they released him, and of course, from a personal side, I mean, I don't know him personally, but 
like the the human side of the game it was not a great thing also you met you mentioned that Luke Barker and Jason Alexander are always in the same sentence. Then you said that Luke Barker pitched a scoreless seventh inning when, in fact, it was Jason Alexander who did pitch a scoreless seventh inning. Tell Tyrone to have a quiet at bat music next time. No, like, pop. I think that was Pop Smoke. I don't know who that is. Well, you are the the hip-hop expert. Pretty hip. Absolutely. Anyways, Luke, yeah, Luke Barker was so yeah. I mean, he was understandably a little bit frustrated with the organization, but I was sad to see him go. The thing is that he's already thirty, just debuted. By the time he's back, he'll be thirty-two already. And while he is on the sixty-day injured list, he would have to occupy a forty-man roster spot in the off-season, and those, of course, have value. And I don't really see him lasting through the off-season. So I think that's perhaps why the Brewers decided to do it. But it is a little bit disappointing. He was a non-drafted free agent sign out of independent leagues. Worked his way up through the system, really dominated the minor leagues, and then finally gets his chance in the majors, pitches a couple of games, which, of course, great that he got to the majors, but he finally got there, gets sent back down, and then tears his UCL, and he's out for probably the rest of this year and next year. So it's not hard to see why they did it or why they decided to to DFA him, but then releasing him, and they didn't actually give him a, an offer to stay on in the organization as a minor league free agent and rehab with the team doctors and everything until after he publicly tweeted it, which was a few days after it all transpired. So it seemed like it was a little bit of a reaction, more so than something they had been been planning on doing all along. Yeah, that, that was a quick inning. It was. It was Caleb Ferguson. Inning. From CBS 58 News, this is your weather game day forecast. Should we just record Peter eating peanuts? How loud can he chew in the in the microphone? Best ballpark snack for you. Um, peanuts are. I don't really get tired of eating peanuts at a at a baseball game. I kind of like. Not exciting. You can, eat, you can eat peanuts or seeds, and just like constantly eat the entire game right. and be feeling fine afterwards. Oh, I don't feel fine if I eat peanuts <laughs> the whole time. I haven't tried eating nachos for the full nine innings straight, but I probably wouldn't feel good. You probably sure. wouldn't feel either. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right, so today's trivia question is going to be a little bit different today, David. you got to close your eyes for the trivia question. Okay. So close your eyes. My eyes are closed. His eyes are closed. I can confirm that. The trivia question is the Brewers have six non-official numbers retired. I'm going to throw one in there that's not officially retired, but there's six up in American Family Field. I'm sure many of you can picture them above the scoreboard. David, I'm going to require you to name all six of them in order of which uh, those six players... Oh, I am I am now told it is seven. I'm okay. missing one. That's what happens when you sit in Bernie's Terrace. Uh-huh. You miss the farthest left also okay. the most important number, number okay. retired in baseball history. So you David, really forget about oh <laughs> I really did. So left to right, can you name the seven okay. numbers up at American Family Field? So we got number one for Bud Selig, which I always will remember that one because they took it away from Logan Schaefer, sadly. Then we've got number four for Molitor, of course. By the way, if a ball hits me, I'm suing you <laughs> for making my eyes be closed here in section four thirty eight. Uh, after four, 
Then it'd be 19 for Yount. Number... Number 35, Cody Oh, well, are we counting Gantner? Because you said unofficially retired. I mean, nobody uses Gantner. No, 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 no okay. I'm not counting him. Okay. I'm so counting then, what's up on okay. above American Brand. So then 34 for Raleigh Fingers, our favorite. Yep. And then we've got 42 for Jackie Robinson. 44 for the late, great Hank Aaron. And then the 50 years in baseball for Bob Uecker. Yes, and actually the trivia question that I was intending to ask was can you name the order of which they're displayed on the stadium? Oh, you did get them numerically, I see. but can you name them left to right, starting with Raleigh Fingers? Probably. Well, we'll try. All right, let's see what we got. Well, Raleigh Fingers is the farthest Raleigh, left. Yeah, so we're starting left okay. to right. Raleigh Fingers starting, he is the farthest most left, which I cannot see in Bernie's Terrace. <laughs> How am I supposed to get this the order that they're displayed in? I thought you knew baseball trivia. Uh, <laughs> Um. So, is it Yount after fingers? No, <laughs> literally the exact opposite. Really? <laughs> Yount is in the farthest right corner. This is a bad trivia question. Just because you can't get it right. Yes. All right, so you're giving up. Um, is it? It's just me guessing. Molitor. <laughs> nope. He is uh, fifth to the fifth to the left to right. Well, I was close. Yes, number two, next two fingers is Jackie Robinson. Okay. Oh, wait, and then... Oh, no. Who did I guess yet? Well, I know Euchre's on the right side. Selig, I think, is on one of the ends. So he's probably all the way on the right end. Selig? Yount is on the far right Oh, is he? So we got fingers, Robinson. Then is it Henry Aaron? Henry Aaron. And then Selig? And then Selig. And then it's Molitor. Yep. And then it's... Who am I forgetting? Yo, Euchre. Yep. And then Yount. There we go. So I guess I got it after, like, four hints. I wouldn't call those hints at all. Those four giveaway yes. people. I wouldn't have expected most people to get that, nor would I have come close. But there you have it. Our trivia question of the day. In that order. I should think of a trivia question for you while we're here. Remember when I was quizzing you on what colleges Brewers players went to and you were bad? Then give me a trivia question. I'll redeem myself here. Okay. Let's see. Bellinger didn't even run to first. Um, you want time to think now? I do. Between innings. All right, we'll be right back when I think of my my trivia question. All right, I thought of my trivia question for Peter. It's about the opposing opposing Dodgers who are here at American Family Field today. Jimmy Nelson, so I'm I'm just going to give this first. Jimmy Nelson is on the injured list, so he does not qualify for this question. Which Brewers former Brewers reliever is currently a Dodgers reliever? Corey Knebel. Incorrect. He's a Phillies reliever now. That's right. Um, oh. Phillips just took one off the ankle. 
that would have been a quite a expensive collision there. Freddie Freeman and Christian Yelich yeah. running into each other there briefly at first. Disappointing you didn't start playing Dancing Queen on the organ. An American classic. I'll give you a hint. The Brewers traded for him when he was a prospect in a deal that sent Will Smith to San Francisco. That's right. That's right. You remember it, but not enough to remember his name. Phil Bickford. That's correct. He's been go. really good this year. He was at least last year. I know he got up to a good start this year. I actually haven't really looked at his the numbers here is lately. probably still having a good year, though. Is it? It's debatable. More humidity in California. Gives it greater depth. That's got to be it. So there you have it. Our random player of the day also. Phil Bickford. Phil Bickford, is it? Willie Adamas' music comes blaring in here. Trying to avoid the uh, golden sombrero. Just the hat trick. High trick, that's right. Yeah. What, uh, the, the fourth would be the golden sombrero, but... He's still got time. Yeah. Bottom of the eighth, Brewers down 4-0 here against the Dodgers. This has been fun, David. I, any other final thoughts here before we get off? It's an important observation. Why do base coaches always have strange names? We're talking about Dino Abel. Yeah. Not Jason Lane. Maybe not always. Often have. We got, obviously, we've got Stubby Clap. That's a given. Of course. Rusty Jorgensen. Rusty Jorgensen. Yep. He's another Cardinals one. Uh, they've got the well. The Cardinals just have a, a great staff in terms of names, because they also have um, who's the other one? Oh, Pop Warner. I forget what his real name is. It's not Pop, surprisingly. But the Dodgers have Dino Abel as their third base coach. I feel like it's just baseball guys, just like baseball lifers. True. You just like get those random nicknames like Pop we, or Stubby. But we do need more of those in the game because there aren't enough young players who have those nicknames. Like there are like no well Rowdy. Rowdy is a nickname. That's true. There are no other ones that are name names that the that the the player is synonymous with. Like we maybe had in generations past. Mookie. The igniter. Paul Molitor. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, but Mookie is a good one. Yeah. Are we they- just I think we just call them by their first names more often. At least for, like, the team. I'm talking about, like, Willie, Luis. Andrew. Weicho, I guess, kind of. Solid. Adamis does avoid the hat trick there. The fly out. Why are they so happy for Mookie Best to catch sure. fly ball? Did notice Gavin Lux after he went yard to left. The big old crowd cheer over by the Dodgers dugout. Probably family in town. But there are a fair amount of Dodgers fans here, actually. There are. I'll pay the bills. Maybe if we played the Dodgers more often, Mark Atanasio would be more willing to spend money on Justin Turner. Actually, I don't know that. I I mean, I wouldn't have been upset if we got Turner, but I don't know that he was the best fit with that contract as a 36-year-old. Didn't the Brewers give him a pretty decent offer? They offered him the same that he got from the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm not mad about that. But Walker Buehler wasn't scared, as he tweeted right after. Were we scared? Ha, ha, ha. The Brewers. True. He also put an apostrophe between the E and the R in were. Immediately loses all credibility. Absolutely. Who is out for the year, which could come in 
really for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Dodgers are going to cruise to a division title again. again. Yeah, well, last year they didn't win, actually, with San Francisco taking that. But, That's I right. mean, they that was a, the first one in, I think, seven or eight years that they didn't win, which is crazy. It's just an automatic, really, going into the year every year. Crazy to say that a team would win seven straight, or, or just about straight, uh, division championships and no World Series. Well, they won the Mickey Mouse Championship in 2020, if you count that. That's right. I mean... It officially counts. They probably fly a pennant up at their at their ballpark, Chavez Ravine, out in LA. But True, it was a sixty right. game season that's with right. a four month long playoffs. Oh, Phil Bickford's walking around in the Dodgers bullpen. See the Harriers. Yep, present. It's in peak form. Absolutely. So I will leave you here. Brewers down four nothing. Bottom of the eighth here, Monday against the Dodgers. We will be back again next week with much better audio quality, probably lower quality content because what better than Pop Warner, Stubby Clap, Rowdy Telez, and uh, random nonsense about the Brewers and the order of which numbers are retired. Well, I was going to ask if we were going to get a better trivia question, but sounds like you've already answered that. There really is no trivia question better than the one that you asked me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Feel free to tweet us in if you can come up with a better trivia question. I highly doubt you will be able to, but... Feel free to give it your best shot at Brewers Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. This is Peter and David Go signing off. Go Brewers.